Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. A humanitarian crisis is unfolding in the Gaza Strip. That is where we're starting today's show. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Thursday, October 12th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Food, water, medicine, and fuel are running out in Gaza. Israeli airstrikes have killed at least 1,350 people in the blockaded Palestinian territory. The bombing has been relentless since Saturday's attack by Hamas on communities in southern Israel. More than 338,000 people have been displaced in Gaza, and there's nowhere for them to go as all border crossings out of the territory remain shut. Israel's energy minister said today that Gaza will not receive fuel, water, or electricity until the hostages held captive by Hamas are freed. The death toll in Israel from Hamas's attack is at least 1,300. Bodies are still being recovered. U.S. Ambassador to Israel Stephanie Hallett spoke from Kibbutz Beri yesterday about what she had seen. I can tell you that the, um, the, the sights, the sounds, and the smells are unimaginable and um, representative of the, the, the atrocities, uh, and as President Biden said, the, the pure evil uh, that was committed here by Hamas. Israel has massed troops near Gaza ahead of an expected ground assault. Yesterday, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu formed a unity government with Israel's opposition party to manage the war. And the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, arrived in Israel today. At number two, House Republicans pick their nominee for speaker. Representative Steve Scalise is the current House Majority Leader. He represents Louisiana. He was chosen over Ohio Representative Jim Jordan yesterday at a closed-door meeting of Republican House members. Scalise spoke to reporters after winning the nomination. First, I want to thank my House Republican colleagues for just designating me as the Speaker. Obviously, we still have work to do. We're going to have to go upstairs on the House floor and resolve this and then get the house opened again. But Scalise's path to becoming the speaker isn't straightforward. He has to win a majority vote from the full house. That's 217 votes. But a significant number of Republicans said they'd plan to protest his official election. The house has been at a standstill since Kevin McCarthy was ousted as speaker last week. At number three, The UAW expanded its strike to hit the biggest Ford factory in the world. 8,700 auto workers walked off the job yesterday at a plant in Louisville, Kentucky. That factory produces trucks and SUVs that make up about one-sixth of Ford's annual global sales. The strike expansion was abrupt and unexpected. The union said that Ford refused to make further movement in contract bargaining, 
but the company called its current offer to workers outstanding. About 33,700 autoworkers are now on strike against the big three Detroit automakers. The strike started on September 15th. Our fourth story this morning looks at inflation, which probably rose last month. The latest federal data on inflation will be released this morning. It's expected to show that prices rose around 3.6% in September compared to the year before. That would be down from last year's record high rates. But higher gas prices and housing costs are contributing to stubborn inflation, despite action from the Federal Reserve to try to cool down the economy. At number five, California is banning four additives used in thousands of food products. The additives are red dye number three, bromated vegetable oil, potassium bromate, and propyl paraben. They've been linked to the risk of cancer and hyperactivity in children. They're also already restricted in other countries. The additives are found in some candies, baked goods, frostings, and other products. California's ban was approved last week. It's the first of its kind in the U.S. and will go into effect in 2027. A massive prehistoric solar storm is a warning to Earth. That is our sixth story today. So first, let's back up here. The largest solar storm to hit Earth on record happened about 14,300 years ago. This is according to a new study of ancient tree rings and ice cores. That storm was a lot bigger than what we thought was the biggest on record. That storm was in 1859. It lit up the sky so brightly that gold miners woke up at 1 a.m. to start their day, thinking it was morning. Studying these historic solar storms can help scientists forecast future storms, and it's important for us to be prepared. If such extreme solar activity happened today, it could knock out energy networks, travel, and communications. And at number seven... Someone in California won $1.73 billion in the Powerball jackpot. It was the second largest American lottery jackpot in history. So check your ticket. The winning numbers were 22, 24, 40, 52, 64, and 10. If those were your numbers, congratulations. But you should check out our newsletter for advice for how to manage that windfall. You'll find a link to it in our show notes. If you didn't get lucky this time, another eye-popping jackpot could come soon. Lottery organizers have tinkered with their games to create larger, more tantalizing sums. But that means your odds of actually winning the lottery are lower than ever, and they were already pretty low. You're all caught up for today. If you're liking the show and want to support the work that we do, a great way to do that is through a subscription to The Washington Post. Right now, a digital subscription is only $4 a month. A subscription will give you access to our articles on food and recipes, along with politics, sports, and everything else my colleagues here cover so well. To support the show, go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. And if you're already a subscriber, see, I knew I liked you for a reason. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow.
If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat, available now. Now.